Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Melanated Faith. We are talking all about a new year. I mean, 2021 has flown by. But before we get started and get deep into the episode, I do want to honor Bell Hooks and our contribution to academia, Black women, and our liberation. Bell Hooks had an unwavering commitment to love and freedom, and I'm really grateful for her work and the work of other Black women who continue to lead, advocate, and encourage us with their words. And more than anything, I'm also grateful for the sacrifices of the women who have gone before us. So with that being said, this is the last episode of the year. Yay. (laughs) I literally feel like I just did this with you. And that should tell you something about how fast the year has flown by. Like, oh my goodness. No, it's crazy. Someone was like, um, oh, we should meet at the first of the year in a few weeks. And I was like, what? No, no. I still have some time. And then I was like, no, you're right. It'll be 2022 in two weeks. So yeah, it is flown by. It is wild. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a few questions. Not rapid fire, but you know, we're just going to go back and forth here. What would you say are three words um, that would describe your year? I would say challenging, joyful, unexpected. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Um, What would yours be? I would say eye-opening, healing, and restorative. Mm, That's good. That's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like this year has been super challenging. I think just there was a lot of change. Like, you know, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. But I think even I was like going back through as I was like pictures to like put together my Christmas card. There were some like really joyful and happy um, moments like with us as a family and then just with friends and like graduation and preaching my first sermon this year. So, yeah, it was like a mix of it was a mix of bitter and sweet. (laughs) Yes, I would say the same. I feel like there was like bitter and sweet, a ton of change for me too. Moving, I mean, yeah, moving again, (laughs) moving again after I feel like I'm always moving, but moving and writing a book, getting engaged. um, There's just been so many things that have happened all at once, really good things and hard things too. And so it's been an interesting turn (laughs) of events to say, to say the least. What would you say is the biggest lesson that you learned this year? Um, I think the biggest lesson is I'm just like not in control. It's, you know, like I just, I mean, which feels like I feel like I learned that every year in a different way. But this year for sure, just that and that God still has the ability to like surprise me, you know, if that makes sense of like, I think I know how things are going to go and then it doesn't go that way at all. And so I think like the biggest and I'm still working on this, but like to go with the flow more if that makes sense of Mm -hmm. just like you know like in the day-to-day like being fully present in the day and kind of going with that and not being so like what's gonna happen how's this gonna work out and just letting God kind of do his thing more what about you I think I would say the biggest lesson that I've learned this year is like how to persevere especially just through challenges I think when I've had to like look back over the past year and and what I feel like in the ways I've grown or been stretched and all these other things, I feel like one of the main things I've been able to cultivate and develop is endurance. And ironically enough, I think somewhere 
one time I've like written something about like how I wanted to do better at being disciplined and have more endurance and not giving up and just being able to like push through. And, you know, I don't think I knew what I was asking for, but (laughs) I am proud of myself for developing more endurance. Um, Anyways, but just be careful with your prayers, though. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah, no, I'm like, that's always God will answer them in a way. That's not what I meant, Lord. But okay, so how did you handle disappointment from things maybe not happening the way you expected this year? Um, Therapy, for sure. Therapy was a big factor in helping me handle disappointment this year. Disappointment with situations or circumstances, people, like one of the biggest things that like helped me was just being able to have like a path forward to, you know, like, I don't know, having that path forward, having that person to communicate with, having that, you know, time of being able to process and like grow in forgiveness and healing and all those things like handling disappointment, really, it was, it was a deep heart work, but having a guide along the way was really key for me. Yeah, that's good. So what would you say for yourself? <laughs> maybe like did um, you get any trips canceled this year you're supposed to go on i mean i oh yeah oh, i was supposed to go to europe it kept getting pushed back first you're supposed to go in the june and then because of the variant we were gonna go in october and then the trip got canceled and i think okay so i'll say two things i'll say lexapro and learning to pivot here we go i think like with the trip was a good example of like you know I was really disappointed not to be able to go to Europe um I I got I was awarded a fellowship and we were going to go and do the part of the study in Germany and that didn't happen obviously because of Delta and now we're on Omicron but they pivoted and we went to Wyoming um and visited a Japanese internment camp where Japanese were interned during World War II. And it mm-hmm. was really meaningful. Also, I would never have picked Wyoming. I just, as a black woman, just, you know, it was an interesting trip. There were not a lot of black people there. But <laughs> it is beautiful. I was telling my mom, like, I would, if someone said to me, like, let's go to Yellowstone, now I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, there's a lot of really natural beauty there. We saw, like, wild mustangs and like horses and like their mountains and i was like oh i kind of get why kanye likes to spend time out here Mm -hmm. part of me because again not a lot of black people (laughs) can be a little scary but i guess if you're a millionaire with your own ranch to be like in the mountains and it i don't know it's just a really it was really unexpected i i guess i don't know i don't pay attention to things like that don't crucify me okay Yes. <laughs> Wyoming, uh, Cody, Wyoming, that part of the country is really beautiful. And if you're an outdoor nature person, get a group of black people there to go, go with you <laughs> and enjoy. It was beautiful. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, learning to pivot, being flexible, learning to be flexible and then like Lexapro for how I handled disappointment this year. There you go. So, okay. Do you, are you one of those people who sets New Year's resolutions? Like, hey, New Year, new me. I'm doing, you know, my list, my things that I'm changing this year. I mean, there's lots of thoughts on it, so I'd love to know yours. Yeah, okay. So I don't know that I do New Year's resolutions in traditional sense. I do set back, I do sit down and reflect on the previous year and then things like I want to do better at in the next year. Because I feel like there's like a negative connotation around New Year's resolutions. Like if you don't meet them or stick with them, like... 
So I feel like maybe what I would say is I do New Year's intentions, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So I like one thing for sure I always do every year is set a reading goal. Um, This year I did not meet it. But, you know, it was the last year of seminary and there was a lot going on. I was going to say that's a lot. But I will say usually I always set a reading goal. Like I said, a health intention and just like thinking about it that way helps me remember like okay I'm not trying to meet this set benchmark I'm just supposed trying to be more intentional with my health or my relationships or reading and so I don't know that just helps I don't know it just helps me because I'm like oh I'm watching tv okay but you set an intention that you wanted to read two books a month so you probably should be reading kind of thing I don't know I feel like New Year's resolutions like I don't do like oh I want to lose 25 pounds or something like that I feel like I just won't (laughs) I just won't stick to it (laughs) I just won't stick to it but I will do something where it's like okay I want to be more intentional about you know recycling and I want to be more intentional about the things that I put in my body and that I can do and stick with if that makes sense what about that makes complete sense I I feel like I do more like intentions like you know as well I used to set like resolutions like I'm gonna do that you know I don't know like more so like I want this and this and this to happen or make like really unrealistic goals for myself to stick to that I obviously was like quitting, you know, like (laughs) two weeks in, I'm not even doing it. So I don't even start, I took like, you know, for the most part, I don't even set like diet, food type, you know, like I'm gonna lose 30 pounds. Like, you know, in my heart, it, that sounds like something, but I like to eat, you know, I'm a foodie. So anyways, that's just not realistic. But usually, like, lately, I would say the past few years, it's more, like, character-focused for me or, like, life goal-oriented in some ways. Like, uh, yeah, that's what I would say. Like, that character, life goals, kind of, like, orientation, I would say that's what I've been focused on. Yeah, that's really good. And I would also say I don't set them at the end of the year or really in January. So, like, the church I used to be a part of would do a fast and prayer mm-hmm. in February, and I would do it then. And I, Because I think also, too, like, the pressure to, like, start off the new year and have all these, I don't know, I feel like waiting till February allows me to, like, ease into it and kind of think through like I don't know like what do I want this year to like be instead of just like I guess for me like the holidays are always super busy with like family and then when you start back in January you get like this crush of emails for all the stuff from the end of the year and it just to me is never in my life like a space to really sit down and like have that time of reflection I feel like February is like a better time for me time, so yeah I would always say I would also say like you know it doesn't you can always start a new year a new you anytime it doesn't have to just be in January <laughs> yes I like that point too because I think we we feel like we all like what you know the timing of what feels like this is a fresh start. This is that moment to just start doing whatever it is I always wanted to do that I didn't do. But each day is an opportunity to have a new year and a new you. You can start fresh whenever you want. There's no rules to that. So I hope that you do that, even if you feel like, oh, I didn't, you know, accomplish what I wanted to or reach X, Y, and Z goal. Like, keep going. There's, There's no kind of like rule or limit to what that looks like. Okay, so what brings you the most joy 
Like, what have you found? And maybe even over the pandemic, so that can be over the past, you know, two years. But what brings you the most joy? And how are you going to make space for that, uh, more space for that in 2022? Hmm. I feel like the most joy, it's just like being with my friends and family. I have learned one. Okay, so we talked about this when we talked about our moms in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think this year, just like spending more time with my mom, like she's a very like she's like an like always up for an adventure kind of person. Mm -hmm. So I find it like so joyful when she's like, like this year in Dallas is a state fair for about a month, September, October. And this year, my mom was like, like one afternoon after dinner, she was like, let's just go. So we went to like the fair at like 830 at night. And my mom. Yeah. And she's in her 60s. 60s and so it was really that was really fun and then just like with my friends I don't know just like doing simple things like you know having dinner and like catching up on life I find a lot of joy in that and then how am I going to make more space for that I yeah I think being again the word is intentional about um spending time with friends and yeah making space and to do that for my mom because I think it's like super easy to fall into like oh I'm busy or like like the practical side of me that's like mom it is not great idea to like Mm -hmm. (laughs) go to the fair at like eight o'clock at night like you're in your 60s and you know whatever but but kind of like letting that side of my brain like relax some and just like kind of going with the spontaneity um but yeah I would say that what about you I think I would have to say like slowing down. I am really used to just going, 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 going. And I would say one of the great things about Marcel is that because he's a really big introvert, he's kind of like, can we just like, you know, take it easy? Can we slow down a little bit? Why don't you rest? You should rest. And I'm like, like rest. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) What? Or I'm like, I did rest. No, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so actually like having, you know, having that accountability, if you will, for my well-being and resting, it's just something that I want to carry into 2022 is like really learning how to slow down and being okay with it and not putting pressure on myself if I feel like I'm not moving quickly enough. So that's what I would say that like I hope to do that more because when I do get rest, I it does bring me joy. I feel great. And I don't feel like anxious or, you know, super stressed. Like I feel really happy when I am able to adequately get rest. And I think this is just another reason for me to, you know, really work hard on making sure that I'm able to cultivate that rest and make space, you know, and make space for it in my life because it's important. So that's what I would say um, in regards to that. Let's hope and pray I can do better with resting. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> life is always busy. So we'll see how it goes, but I'm going to do my best. Yeah. Okay, so we are still <laughs> in a pandemic. I like laugh because I actually remember like Dr. Fauci, I want to say in March or June of 2020 that he was like oh we'll still be dealing we'll probably won't come out of this till like 2023 or something like that and I thought you went to a lot of school but you don't know what you're talking about like this is gonna be over we're gonna move through this and now we're heading into 2022 we're dealing with Omarion you know I do want to take a moment and say you know at this point 800,000 Americans have lost their lives to this pandemic um which is just 
crazy and staggering number when you sit down and think about it and how more this, is this gonna, year than last year and like how this is going to affect i was reading a new york times article about covid orphans and just like bawling and you know i just think and i think at this point kind of we have figured out kind of our coping mechanisms and we're just kind of like moving through but when you sit down and really think about it and give your time self to think about it and just the ways in which life has changed I mean, it is over. I mean, it really is overwhelming. And so um, as we're preparing to head into 2022 and cases are on the rise again, guys, mask up, get vaccinated, socially distance. Yeah, I'm just wondering if you have developed any coping mechanisms that help you remain grounded and hopeful. Yeah, I think for me, one thing that I've done and that has helped me, that has helped my entire life um, has really been to find a new way to connect with the news and what's going on in the world. I don't watch the news nearly as much as I used to and in the same way that I used to. I think that the reasoning for me behind that is that it just, it, it wasn't always like a source or a place where I could feel hopeful. It was just really becoming like stressful and burdensome. So um, that is one of has been one of the main coping mechanisms. And and I have to be honest with you, changing the way I interacted with the news has like drastically impacted my mental health. And because before it was like constant all the time, TVs on all day, and like I'm like so keyed in and glued in. And so now I'm just feeling like I'm feeling a lot better and I'm feeling more like I'm in a, in a better headspace. And a lot of that is because I've found different ways to consume the news of what's happening, but not in the same form of just watching it on TV all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't watch TV news at all anymore. I used to be such a news person, too. I watch a lot of ESPN now. So mm -hmm. I know a lot about what's going on with sports. And then I have like one news broadcast that I listen to and some days I don't even listen to it you know and I rely on my mom to tell me what's happening in the world so yeah I definitely have also changed the way I interact with the news in the last few years I would say the other um thing I I spend way more time outside I think in I think during the pandemic and just because you know it, you know what the science has told us you know it's less likely to spread when you're outdoors but and I feel like it has done wonders for my mental health it is so I don't know like God's creation is so beautiful the weather here is starting to turn gross I mean I will say one one benefit of living in Texas is we don't really have winter um so you know I was able to be outside and it'd be sunny you know well into like November early December the weather is finally starting to turn but I would say that has been I would say that is the biggest thing that's changed like if I have the opportunity like if I'm just working on my computer I'm working outside like I sit outside so much more and I think that has helped me remain grounded and just keep sort of the big picture in mind because it's like when you're just like looking up and it's like endless blue sky you realize like oh this is just like a tiny for me I've realized you know I'm just like a tiny part of a tiny place and that like God's work is so much bigger than this like and that has been really really helpful to me in, in terms of staying grounded over the course of the pandemic so okay I love this question um, we've ended a lot of our interviews and podcast episodes this season with this question and I feel like it's so appropriate kind of going into the new year 
What are you hopeful for? I am hopeful for, I just really think like honest, engaging, and peaceful interactions with people. I say that because I feel like things have become really hostile and it's it's complicated and burdensome to interact with people. Social media has become uh, just a cesspool of uh, bullying and just problematic things all around, you know? And so I just think that I'm, I'm hopeful for ways forward um, that we can really interact with one another in a way that could be like healthy and healing. And that's like a really big hope. And honestly, at this point, it feels a little idealistic to be honest with you, but um, I am hoping for the pockets of those. And I know social media can be good, used for good and change, blah, blah, blah. I believe in it. It's just that it also can be really complicated and burdensome. And yeah, so I mean, I just... I'm, I'm hopeful that maybe we can have some healthier interactions going forward. So mine are going to be uh, personal. I'm hopeful that my dad will continue to improve in his health. And then I think the other thing is I really am hopeful that I will have more space to like write. I think one thing like the first year of the pandemic, I was so productive. And I think this last year, I just think with you know, graduating from seminary and everything that's happened. There was some writing that was happening, but not a lot. And so I'm just hopeful to have more space and more creativity for those things in my life in 2022. So that's what I'm hopeful about. And I just, I hope that it's like a more, (laughs) I mean, I know this is probably just like a pipe dream, just like more stability. I think for both of us, we've had a lot of upheaval in 2021. Mm -hmm. And so I would just like, you know, God, if even if it's just like three months of things staying something. So we could just be settled. I would love, you know, for both of us to have just three months of just settled. (laughs) I would too. I'm gonna take that hope as well because it has been a Yeah unsettling few years (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i will take that um well now y'all it is time for our favorite segment and yours go off sis So um, this is a segment where we talk about something that we love, our bless, um, and then something that is also a mess right now. And so I'm going to go ahead and go. Um, I will start with my, I think I'm going to start with my bless today. My bless is that I get to see my family this weekend, which I'm really excited about and that I get to just spend some time with my people. The other thing that I'm really, really excited about is just like the Christmas lights. I know it's going to sound really silly, but I love the Christmas lights. I love seeing them. I love going to the displays for them. And so I'm just really excited about just this time of year when you get to see all the lights and hot cocos and just all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm excited for that. And what is a mess right now? You know what? I'm going to say that the mess right now is these TikTok trends that have these school administrators literally on their toes um, where these kids are doing these trends and they cannot for the life of them figure out how to like kind of like combat the mass 
you know, things that these kids are doing um, at school. I should not be giggling, maybe because some of them could be bad, because I don't know. I'm not on, I don't know all the things that these kids are doing, but I am constantly seeing articles about how school administrations are trying to combat the trends that kids are doing, and they're just constantly going in circles and in with these kids. So, it's a mess. Kids are smart though, y'all. So I'm really interested to see what the future looks like, what tech looks like in the hands of, of Gen Z. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's insane. My sister is a teacher and they have had to do like the one where they were destroying school property was just bad. Um, and then one was to bring a gun to school. And so now kids can't bring backpacks to school. I mean, it is, it's I will bad. say this, I would bless the te- teachers, I will say, I hope that your holiday break is restful and restorative. This is a very challenging time to be an educator and that you don't feel like, you know what, I'm just going to quit my job because we need you. Our kids are the future, even when they're bad. <laughs> and I will also yes. say my other bless is Spider-Man No Way Home came out a few weeks yes, ago. I want to see that. It was so good. It did not disappoint at all. I love Tom Holland. He was acting. Zendaya was great. So definitely worth checking out over your holiday break. Let's see. Okay. Okay. My mess is also related to this. So I went to see the movie. I'm in a rush. I'm coming out of like the parking garage to like walk to the movie theater. And this car is kind of coming behind me. And in an effort to like hurry and get out of this car's way, I trip over a curb and like bite it like totally land on my face I don't think I've fallen like that (laughs) since I was a child and you know second day yes it was like I'm falling I'm falling I'm falling oh like please don't let me hurt my face (laughs) girl that's exactly what I would be thinking (laughs) but what I was just like the car that was the impetus of this whole incident just drove by like they didn't stop and are like oh ma'am are you okay like I mean they didn't hit me but like literally I was trying to rush to get out of their way because I didn't want you know like want to slow traffic and I just am like stunned like I know it's the holidays and we have a lot going on but guys we're human and if you see someone bite it like you know I know it's embarrassing but like hey are you okay (laughs) I mean at least you know what I mean basic human decency so I will say yeah, I will say that was my mess was just like, wow, you don't care about people at all. Like, you're just going to drive by. And I mean, like, guys, I really planted like, luckily, I did not seriously hurt myself. Like, praise God, because I was like freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to die? <laughs> I'm so dramatic. But yeah, I mean, people, we got to take time for people And that. Yeah. So that's those are my bless and mess. And then I will say you know, we talked about bell hooks. I really encourage you guys to read, especially for our Black women listeners. It's not too late to, like, discover her. Um, you know, I've read, I think, it is it Ain't I a Woman? Ain't I a Woman is so good. So good. It just really helped bring clarity some, to some things I had been feeling but didn't couldn't name. And so, or if you're a teacher, she's written a lot about teaching for transformation and social change and just was a wonderful scholar and advocate. I also love that, you know, despite all this like huge writing she did, she's from Kentucky, a small town in Kentucky, and she taught the majority of her career at Berea College. And so, yeah, just this idea of like, you don't have to leave your space, your place 
to have a huge impact on people in their lives. So I also would like to just conclude with a bless for Bell Hooks and the work that she did. Yes, I will take that. Well, we love you all and we will see you next time on the Melanated Faith Podcast. Bye. Yes, bye. Happy New Year.